0: This is Psalms to God, season three, episode eleven. The life is in the blood. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com. But you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. Genesis chapter nine, verse four, in ASB. Welcome to the Songs to God podcast. Today we're going to talk about blood. Did you guys know that in the medieval times, they actually thought that the way to cure people, the way to make people better when they were sick was to drain them of their blood? Not all the way of course, but to drain some of the blood out. Idea, I guess, probably came along the lines of like pus. Like if you have an infection, you have pus, you should get the pus out, and so people will drain the pus out. Perhaps that's what medieval scientists were thinking. I don't know, I can't really attest for them. But interestingly, they were the only people who seemed to think that it was a good idea to just let your blood out. Of course, modern science will tell you that that's a horrible idea, but before the medieval at times, before the mid-ages, most religions agreed that blood was sacred. Lots of religions practiced sacrifices, whether it was animal sacrifices or human sacrifices, the key component of the sacrifice was the blood. We see this in our own scriptures with the word of God and for the Israelites, when they gave their sacrifices, they were to drain the blood from the animal That was actually the sacrifice, and then they would eat the killed animal. This is how it worked pretty much around the world. And the reason is because most ancients understood that blood was very important, that it was valuable. On top of that, there started to be these legends, this mythology, these lores, and even superstitions, if you will. This is where you start looking at things like the legend of vampires, right? If you're like me, when I was younger, I read all of the books about vampires, I watched all of the shows about vampires. I don't know why, I had some kind of fascination with it. Um, Pretty sure God was not necessarily pleased with that, but you know, that's what happened, so I'm being transparent. And when when I think back on those times, and I think back on a lot of those shows and a lot of the mythology surrounding them, it, it was interesting because the entire foundation of a vampire is that they're these undead creatures, these people who should be dead, but they're not dead and they're essentially immortal, and what sustains their life is blood. And that in itself wouldn't be super weird, I guess it would be an outlier, except you also will start to hear stories of, you know, these ideas that, like, People drank blood, like the blood of babies or, or or innocent blood to help them stay youthful and stuff. These were kind of some of the accusations against witches and things like that. And if you dig and dig, you'll find like a lot of the, you know satanic rituals and things involved like blood and you know there are these these ideas that consuming blood will do something for, the person consuming it or that there's some kind of power in it. And that's weird. It's weird, but it's not. And the reason why I say it's not is because there are several passages in the Bible that talk about the blood being the life. The passage that comes to my mind most often is in Genesis chapter 9 where God is bestowing the covenant to Noah and subsequently all of mankind, all of the earth, that he would not flood the earth again. And he talks to Noah and tells Noah that he can now eat certain flesh, but that he cannot eat the blood within the flesh, because the life is in the blood. And this keeps coming up. While the Israelites are in Exodus, he repeats this to Moses. Um, he, you know, He's like, don't eat... The blood don't touch the blood or you know don't drink the blood and there are other things that talk about you know not touching blood um, which of course modern science would also tell you that's a good idea to not touch blood because that's how many uncurable diseases are transferred but then as you even get into the new testament god is still saying you know don't don't drink the blood don't touch don't eat consume the blood because that is where the life is and you know, we're gonna get into why, right? From a biblical standpoint, why that's important, why that's symbolic, but just from a modern science standpoint, thinking about the fact that the life is in the blood. The life is in the blood, but that's true, right? So 32 years ago, almost 33 years ago, to the T, I was being born, and as soon as I was born, The doctors took me, they took my blood, did some checks to make sure I was healthy, to make sure I was okay. And when they did these checks, they found a small issue with my blood. You see, my blood cells are not shaped correctly. They're abnormal. They're not abnormal in the sense of sickle cell. They're just abnormal. They're just not normal. (laughs) But otherwise, I was perfectly healthy and I would go on and live my life, and I was perfectly healthy, I was perfectly fine until I wasn't. And really, I was fine, I just went to a different doctor than the doctor that had been seeing me my whole life. And I was getting my regular checkup and they were like, your iron levels are really low. Now, the reason they knew my iron levels is because they took my blood, right? You go to the doctor, they take your blood, and they can tell you information about your body how much iron you have, how much calcium you have, how much protein you're getting, um, your sugar levels, your, your cholesterol, all of these things that pinpoint how healthy you are and that can predict how healthy you will be as time goes on. This information is encoded in your blood. Remember, the life is in the blood. And so on this particular checkup, my iron levels weren't right. And I was like, well, I feel fine. And that was the first time I actually looked up the symptoms of iron deficiency anemia. And I realized that most of the symptoms of iron deficiency anemia I have had my entire life. I've probably had iron deficiency anemia my entire life. And as I started talking to this doctor, and as she kept digging and doing tests, she eventually stumbled upon the fact that my blood cells are abnormally shaped. Now, despite the fact that I was about 25 years old, 24, 25 years old at this time, I didn't know this because nobody bothered to tell me that that was true. So, I'm like, what? What? Oh my goodness, I'm freaking out. So I go, I'm telling my parents, like, what's wrong with me? Am I dying? Like, my parents are like, no, like, you've been like that your whole life. You're fine. Like, that's stupid. Don't let them, don't let them get all of your money doing these tests. We already had the test ran. You don't have sickle cell and you're fine. Which was true. But what is also true is that this abnormal blood cell shape Affects my body's ability to absorb iron, which is why I am chronically iron deficient The life is in the blood My blood tells you Where my problem is now because I've identified it. I know how to combat that right? I consume way more iron than I the normal person would because I'm only absorbing a fraction of what a normal person would and I struggle with iron deficiency but i'm able to combat that issue because they read that information from my blood guys blood is fascinating it's outrageously fascinating that's only one occasion where i was like wow like so you stuck a needle in you pulled the blood out now you're able to tell me things about me about what i need to do to keep me healthy right what i need to do to live but i also experienced this Talking to a friend of mine, she used to be fully plant-based, and she was having a lot of trouble with the plant-based diet. Not like, oh, I have cravings, or uh, you know, I'm still hungry, or whatever. Just like the food wasn't sitting well with her. Like when I transitioned into being a vegetarian, and even when I do, you know, my extended periods of being fully plant-based, I feel great. Like I feel peak level. Um, and in fact. These are the times these times actually helped me with the iron deficiency because I'm so focused on my nutrition and what I'm eating. Um, and I just feel better. but she didn't feel better. And so she was going back to a like a clean eating style, but you know, returning to maybe like some chicken, like some grilled chicken, things like that. And she brought up this guy who had this theory about eating, based on your blood type. Now, I'm not going to say that that's a valid thing, because I have not researched the theory enough to say that there is actual, like, evidence that that is true, but when she mentioned it, I became curious, and I looked it up. And it turns out, this guy has, like, this theory that, depending on what blood type you have, that's determinative of, of, or indicative of what types of food you should be eating. And of course, at this point now I'm like super curious. I'm calling my mom like, what's my blood type again? Like, I don't remember. And I'm trying to figure out what my blood type is to see by our living, our physical blood transfusions, right? Then you would be getting Christ's blood. Now, I don't know, when Christ was walking around on earth, I don't know if he had like this mystical blood that was compatible with everybody. Because uh, I don't think they were doing blood transfusions back then. I don't think they were doing blood typing back then. In my mind, he definitely had some kind of blood that is compatible with everybody. He could donate to anybody, and anybody can accept Christ's blood. And so, but I think of it as like if I were to get that blood transfusion, then just like how he was healing people and, he, you know, he was touching people and they could see. If his blood had come into my blood, my blood cells would have fixed themselves. They would no longer be discombobulated. Granted, I also think if I had touched his robe, that would have happened too. And you never know, honestly, if I pray about it, he is the God of miracles. It could still happen if I believed in it. But my point is, this whole concept of being washed in the blood is like a blood transfusion. It's like getting perfect blood to replace our broken blood. And all of those things that we can find out in our blood, we can measure, you know, our sugar level, our our iron levels, our zinc levels, our magnesium levels, cholesterol, whatever have you. And we may be struggling with those things. Ours, we're not that great. We're a little deficient. But Christ is perfect. And we get his blood, and all of those things are replenished, and we can operate in peak performance. We can operate the way he created us to. And on a spiritual level, those things that you can read in the blood are traits. It so would be like the fruit of the spirit, right? Joy, peace, love, patience, happiness. Getting that blood transfusion is what puts that into your blood. We, you know, We have depleted levels, but he can give them to us. And I just started thinking of this metaphor of being washed in the blood in such a different fashion like it just I don't know something about it just made me super excited It also made me want to go take a biology class guys full disclosure I have not taken biology since I was a freshman in high school which was quite a long time ago Um, and so I really really was like I want to study this like I want to know more about how our bodies work and how that blood flow works and and this whole concept of the life being in the blood because like I've always mentioned to you guys when you read the Bible there is context like whatever the context is but you can often look at the passages from multiple angles it is literal, it is spiritual, it is psychological, it is symbolic And this is one of those things that I'm like, there's a lot there about blood and about the life in the blood that modern science actually could help us unravel in terms of understanding these connections and why God created us this way. Cause like I said, in game, it's pointing to the gospel. It's always pointing to the gospel. So that's another common knowledge truth that I wanted to leave you guys with, to have you guys reflect on. And if you see me in a library in the biology section, you know why. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in, for sticking it out, for listening. If you liked this, please share, subscribe, like. Leave me a message. Let me know what you want to hear about, or if there's something that you think is common knowledge or should be common knowledge. Maybe I'll talk about it on the next episode. As always, have a blessed week, and I will see you again. Bye.